right, welcome everybody to a new episode of Papa Spice's Hot Takes with Hans and Harry. How's everybody doing today? Harry, how are you doing? Uh, you know, Greg, I'm, I'm living spicy. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, uh, I'm good. I'm just getting ready for more snow. Some more snow tomorrow. Uh, super excited for that. I feel like every time we uh, do this, there's snow. So, Dude, it is, it's never ending. And like my go-to is whenever it snows, I'm like, I want to, I'm just going to move to Texas. Well, that's not a good idea right <laughs> no, now. No, not, not yeah. good at all. So, yeah, hopefully we <laughs> thoughts, survive the snowstorm. people in Texas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully we survive. Hopefully they're doing good and get power back up soon. And uh, uh, Hans, how about you? How you doing, man? Doing good. Doing good. Just, you know, I have nowhere else to put our snow on our tiny, tiny little street. So <laughs> trying to figure that out. But other than that, getting all caught up on, uh, on my WandaVision. Nice. And speaking of, that's our topic for today, as I'm sure you guys saw when you downloaded or um, chose to watch the video. But uh, we're here to talk about WandaVision, the season thus far, which will be episodes one through six. Um, This uh, episode of ours will drop the same day episode seven of WandaVision drops. So obviously we're not going to know what happens there. And maybe some of the things we'll talk about will be proven right maybe some will be invalidated maybe nothing will get answered who knows but we're gonna talk about it anyway because we got some some hot takes and some observations and all the good stuff um this should go without saying but because we're talking about episodes one through six which have already aired heavy spoilers here there be spoilers uh so proceed with caution if you guys haven't watched it what are you doing go out watch it come back and then listen to us yep 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 Okay, so um, how are we going to work this? Because we got six episodes. Well, we, uh, we're going to kind of take a, a dive onto each episode. Some will be longer than others, um, but, you know, we kind of came up with some observations. And uh, so we'll just go episode by episode and talk about what we saw or what we caught. So with that out of the way, let's uh, jump in. Uh, episode one, filmed before a live studio audience. Yeah, and I mean, what I think the the show did did best uh, to start it off was kind of have an ode to all the uh, previous kind of, uh, I guess, sitcoms uh, with families. Dick Van Dyke Show, Bewitched, I Love Lucy. Uh, a lot of that was uh, in these first two episodes. I think it was also smart for them to drop the first two episodes instead of just going one and then waiting a week and then dropping two. So that was pretty smart on their end. But love the the touches, like when uh, when Vision walks through the I guess it's a chair, but like kind of ottoman. And if you ever seen the Dick Van Dyke Show, for all you, you know, young heads out there, uh, he usually trips in the opening of the Dick Van Dyke Show on that. And then Wanda's kind of bewitched uh, traits because I mean she is Scarlet. Nobody wanted to fill that in there. Scarlet Witch. Sorry, I'll, I'll Scarlet Scarlet Witch. Oh, there we go. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So throwing it. <laughs> Just going to keep lofting these softballs to you guys. So the audience at home, awesome. they know what's up. So, um, and then just the, I love Lucy kind of dynamic with the husband and, you know, the neighbors kind of crashing in and being like, what's going on. And, you know, the confusion in the first episode with their, you know, anniversary slash dinner with the hearts uh, element. For that. Yeah. So one of the things that I noticed was on that calendar, you know, when they see the date, August 23rd, and it's got mm-hmm. a heart on there. Now, eventually, uh, at first, Wanda and Vision are kind of playing around where uh, Vision doesn't seem to know what the date was. And yeah. Wanda seems to know, but she's not really letting on. But anyway, when it gets to Wanda and Agnes talking on the couch, um, 
she she mentions it is an anniversary or or agnes guesses it's an anniversary and wanda goes yeah Yeah. so the question is anniversary of what um now before we go with that conjecture uh and, and you know talk about what it could be i did a little internet research to see if uh the date um august 23rd had any significance and it while the date itself doesn't the numbers 823 or more specifically 238 do uh because Mm. apparently issue uh 238 of avengers was a monica rambo and vision story um so i guess that was just one of the little easter eggs which there are many um that that dropped and uh on on that note uh, one thing that i should have mentioned before is I didn't watch many, um, like maybe one video of um, Easter eggs for each episode. I know there's a ton of those out there um, explaining all the stuff. So if I reiterate something or any of the guys reiterate something that, uh, you know, maybe has already been um, explained or uh, dispelled or whatever, please let us know in the comments. But uh, I'm just going off stuff I noticed, not necessarily stuff that has already been talked about. Right. Um, any thoughts on August 23rd? What that could be the anniversary of? Was Wanda playing coy, or does she really not know? I, I, and with the, with the date, I, a couple things went through my head when I first, when I first uh, watched it. So my first initial thought was that August 23rd was most likely the date that uh, Wanda kind of created this reality or this kind of world or hex, if we want to call it. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I kept having some more like possibilities. Like, was this the date that Vision that Thanos did the snap? I mean, they you know they don't really announce dates in the MCU as a big events that are happening. So I was thinking, was it kind of Wanda's memory just making it seem like like she wasn't letting that date go? That was the date that she basically like became like kind of basically hurt with losing Vision. And mm-hmm. we're going to talk about it a little bit uh, in further with further episode is the is the blip um Mm -hmm. but i think that um i think my initial reaction was that was the date that vision had died then i thought it's possibly when she created this this kind of world i don't know now that we're up to season six i don't really know which one i'm leaning towards because of the direction the show's going because it really could mean anything Mm -hmm. um but i think the way they're they're doing it to make it look like wanda doesn't even know or and envision, you know, is the, the the typical like TV husband where he like is he doesn't remember and and they kind of play into that where, you know, as you as we get further into the season of Vision, how much he knows and how much he doesn't know. Um, so I, I thought they played that off really well. Um, but I'm gonna those are my two initial thoughts. I don't think I'm right on either of them, but I mean, you know, we'll we'll see how it unfolds in the next three episodes. Harry, what do you think? Well, first, I just wanted to say, Chris, I think, said season six, uh, but I think he meant episode six. So. Oh, so I apologize. Just, yes. just I a correction there uh, for it. No, you're all good. Season um, six, that's awesome. What happened yeah. in season one through five? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you were saying you were saying it earlier, Greg, like I didn't really watch any kind of videos to understand. So that 823 is interesting with that. And I think it's a little Easter egg for fans, you know 
to go ahead and dig up. I mean, that's a issue of comics that I've never read or know that story of. So that's why I rely on you, on you, Papa, to, uh, to tell us. Nice. But um, yeah, I mean, I think I agree with Chris. I think it's probably maybe kind of when this started um, and then they kind of use that date as, you know, a reference for an Easter egg. But uh, it's a funny little kind of, you know, just trope that would happen, you know, that her and Vision get on the phone and talk to each other about the dinner party without actually talking about it. And then that causes the chaos when, when the hearts show up uh, for it and, you know, they have to kind of try to figure out, you know, how to get through that dinner. Um, but then, yeah, during the dinner, she has, Wanda definitely has some trouble remembering details of the story or she starts to get frustrated by it. So that was a really interesting scene to me when, when they jump into that. Yeah. With, with that at first um, I thought that she just couldn't think of a lie to to tell uh, the hearts. But the more I see things go along, and I'll touch on this point again later um, a couple times, but uh, Wanda having trouble remembering the details of their story, I think was pretty legit. Like, I don't, I don't think that she was making it up that she yeah. doesn't remember. So um, when, when the hearts are, you know, asking her, Oh, well, you know, what, what's uh what's going on special occasion all that stuff i don't think or like when did you get into town and all of that um i don't think wanda was uh was being coy i think she was being legit um oh i'm sorry go ahead no yeah i was gonna say too and this is you know if you think back to when you watched episode one you don't have the episode four you know five when rambo shows up and it's like you know it's all wanda so i think it also plays to like what's going on here is somebody being controlled um and what what they're trying to remember with their story but then yeah that leads to the scene with uh i guess the breaking the the wall and kind of leading to what's going on with uh with mr hart yeah i mean the first time we really get a sense that things aren't everything they seem to be uh in this sitcom world is you know mr hart starts choking on um the food and uh mrs hart telling wanda to stop it like stop him from choking you're in control uh she doesn't say those words but that's what she's intimating by saying stop it over and over and it was a really creepy but well done um scene so i thought that was pretty interesting uh do you guys have any thoughts on that yeah i i i can't think of the actress's name but the the mom from that 70 show she mm -hmm. she's great i think she was a great addition to have in the scene um but yeah, you're right. It, it was it was very like eerie as it was like playing out, and she's saying stop it, and I feel like every time she kind of said stop it, it like it like chills kind of went through. Where I'm like, all right, like, either something big's gonna happen, or like this is like it's leading up to like something like some kind of moment, and it, it's I the way everyone played that scene is great. Um, I think the whole dinner party was kind of funny. The fact that Wanda like was trying to find something to 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 make, and she's like doing all the magic in in the kitchen. Meanwhile, Agnes is back and forth and it, it just the whole the way that's the episode was leading up to that moment. And I think that's when the show, a lot of people that were watching it, it may have shifted gears for them where they're like, all right, like this is what we were looking for. Like, I think a lot of people thought it was just going to be like a kind of a, a weird, like episodic comedy, like with, with the two Avengers. And that was the point where and I and when I was watching, I was like, all right, this is this is kind of what I was looking for where it was going to kind of take a twist and like i was less concerned about the date that at that point and wondering like what what is happening at this point mm -hmm. for sure 
Yeah, I mean, on first watch, I was like, I didn't even realize she was talking to Wanda. It was on the second watch where I was like, oh, she's asking Wanda to stop this. And I think it also shows the Wanda's powers in a lot of the episodes. It has these little moments where Wanda isn't in control 100% or has mm-hmm. is controlling everything. And there's these moments of slip up. So when Miss Hart is telling her, like, stop, stop it, stop it, like a crazy person, you can kind of tell that because of the questions she was asked, she had to kind of break her concentration on probably what she was helping to control, presumably, uh, or at least that's the way I, I received it um, for that. Yeah, no, that's that's a really good point. Um, so other than that, not too much to add on the first episode, other than when we go to the credits, um, number one, there's a hexagon border, which kind of plays into the whole the area. We, yeah, we find out that it's the, the whole area is called the hex, and we'll touch on that more later, but um, it as we see the credits for a lot of um, the show uh, or a lot of the episodes, whether it's opening credits or closing credits, hexagons factor into most of those. So um, it's pretty interesting. And then uh, of course, the other thing was the change in the aspect ratio. Um, Once we zoom out and we see somebody's actually watching the show and it's like, Whoa, what's going on here? The aspect ratio changes from the standard four, three for a television show to uh 16.9 which is you know what it is for for movies um so as we get into other episodes and you go between the quote-unquote real world and what's going on inside the hex you'll notice that uh you know the, the black bars come out for the real world and uh the hex is just like you're watching a tv show just a cool little touch i mean that's something that Absolutely. they didn't have to do but i love that they did yeah, I would say I would say film nerds such as ourselves enjoy that. I, I asked my wife about it, and she said, "I don't know what you're talking about." So um, I had to rewind <laughs> it to show her, and uh, you know, make her realize it. So yeah, um, I remember watching a little, it, cool like, little film filmmaker touch, you know, director's touch, whatever you know, producer's touch, uh, you know, with that. Yeah, I the first time I watched it, I wasn't sure if something was like wrong with my screen, and I'm, yeah. and I had to like go back for a second. I'm like, all right, no, that was that was actually intentional. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, before we move on to season two, Harry, you mentioned your uh, season two your, guys. Season guys, two, episode two, episode two. I can't wait. That is twice for those what paying is, attention. What is wrong with you? <laughs> before we go on to episode two, Harry, you mentioned your wife uh, is watching it. Um, how's everybody's yeah. significant others uh, enjoying the show? Are they? Do they? They find it appealing at all? I would say definitely Jill enjoys it more than I do, but I think she enjoyed the first two, three episodes. We're actually doing a binge of a uh, modern family. So, and if you, if you watch modern family, it really plays on the feels, uh, mm-hmm. especially almost with every episode and uh, the wife, the wife really enjoys that and digs it. But uh, I mean, I think she enjoys it a little bit more. I think she enjoys more of the vision and Wanda, you know, when they're together uh, and especially the earlier episodes than she does when the kind of, you know, I guess the Marvel cinematic universe gets poured in. Um, but mm-hmm. she's been enjoying it a lot so far. She's very excited for the for the rest. Good, Chris. Yeah. How about you? Uh, Catherine could care less. Couldn't care less. Um, <laughs> I, I I I don't remember. It was one. It was either five or six, and I believe it was the fifth episode. And I was trying to explain to her what was happening, and that conversation was over in less than ten seconds. Nice. She just Yikes. was kind of brushed it off and says, "Okay, okay, okay." I, I now I, is yeah. is that because she's just just not enjoying the show, or she's not a big Marvel fan? It's she's probably seen out of all the what are twenty three Marvel movies twenty two she's probably seen three or four 
So okay. I don't think I like I tried to explain to her um, the whole Vision Wanda relationship and that um, it was uh, Mary Kate and Ashley's younger sister. I tried to throw that in there for a little bit, a little bit of uh, a taste, but no, it was. She's it a big. Work. She's a big Olsen twins supporter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so she, um, but no, she, I, she, we haven't watched it together. I, I think that. Um, oh no, she was. Um, she questions when the, uh, and we'll talk about this later. Actually, I bring it mm-hmm. up um, at one point where she did watch it and was like, "Yep, you don't say anymore. It, we're done." <laughs> So, I think so she, not a she, fan of WandaVision, not a fan of True Lies. Times. She's watched it in the same room as me, and has, and I think like maybe once she asks a question, and then I'll start explaining it, and, and that's it. So <laughs> you lost yeah. her. Uh, yeah. Once we get into a further episode, I'll, I, I can tell you the exact point when she was like, "All right, don't, don't even try." Yikes! Yeah. Uh, my wife Janet and I watch it. We uh, we make an appointment TV every um, Friday morning. Uh, when the baby's sleeping so she really enjoys it also um i think uh some of the things um with her not being a huge comic fan uh might go over her head um so i'm there to explain it but unlike Catherine, she doesn't really tune out she just kind of like oh okay um so yeah we're we're enjoying it too but uh i was just curious to to get the uh the other perspective um and and see what everybody was thinking i'm I'm gonna Uh, try again i'm gonna try again but um, you know, we'll see what happens. Keep plugging away, buddy. Let us know how it goes. <laughs> uh, okay, Maybe so moving the next on show. to yeah, <laughs> moving on to episode two. Episode two. Uh, don't touch that dial. Um, so again, you know, we have the hexagons and the openings. Um, but beyond that, yeah. In the first, I was I was gonna didn't mean to cut you off, but in the first yeah, kind of opening with the show, it has more of a bewitched theme. But I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the first two episodes kind of tie in a little bit with there, but this one kind of leans really hard into the bewitched theme, which I think started in the '60s and you know go '50s, '60s, and as we go on, uh, Rambo, Monica Rambo, this is her first kind of in the animation um, opening in in being implemented into the show into the 1960s uh, for this. So. I don't, I'm pretty sure we see her obviously in the episode. Um, and there's, I get it's not really an Easter egg, but like you notice when they show it, when they finally reveal everything, I think in episode five, when they show when Rambo gets in, there's a scene that they don't show us, uh, but they do show it to the characters in the show, if I'm explaining that well enough. Um, but yeah, this is our first kind of indication that she's, uh, she's in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah interesting to see a little introduction of her there uh you know going back to the hexagon thing the uh the magic cabinet that they have uh where vision is practicing more hexagons yeah exactly we got the infinity stone which um is a hexagon so that could be another reason for uh for this particular shape the specific shape um First time we really get a hint that Agnes uh, is kind of aware somewhat of what's going on is her line to Wanda. Look, it's the star of the show. Uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. And, you know, I I didn't catch that the first time around, but the second watch through I saw. Um, Did you guys happen to catch that as well or? Yeah. And the first time I always thought like something like was, off about Agnes in terms of like her character. And I, I always thought that she, she was maybe basically like the viewer in the show, like us Mm. in the show. 
and like kind of breaking that fourth wall like unintentionally um mm-hmm. but i definitely at that point where like from the first episode to to that point i'm like right that i think right there was like all right like you got to keep a close eye on her because she's just she knows a little more than what she's letting on mm-hmm. um and uh, you know as she goes through the show she's always kind of has that you know as it gets further along you're like all right what is she like does she know something or is she actually like in this like was she created by wanda um but you know um i will touch on that more later i I have some theories on agnes but Mm. i I think that was the first point where you're like all right she she definitely is a little more knowledgeable than other people in the town are leading on Mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's it's very very early on that we get uh you know agnes in season two or i said season two no there it is the trifecta we got the hat trick baby oh no (laughs) uh Dang, episode two. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously there's something weird going on with her um, in there. And then the the other part where Rambo shows up is when they, the, her and Agnes head over to the, what do they call it? Like the committee, you know, or whatever. I forget yeah. the exact title of it, but they head yeah, over there. Yeah, it was a committee for and, the little festival. Yeah, and we get to meet Dottie. And um, yeah, there's there's some more things there with that. Yeah, I I found the line that Dottie had, uh, the devil's in the details, Bev. And then Agnes says, that's not the only place he is. I thought that little exchange was very interesting. And that'll tie into something I want to talk about a little later. But um, the first hint that, again, yeah, something something is amiss. And it's like, who who could this devil be that Agnes is uh, referencing? Um, Yeah. So pretty interesting. And then Rambo had a line, right? Yeah, Rambo, this is another one where I was talking about with the first episode uh, when the hearts are at dinner. Rambo says, I don't know what I'm doing here. And then Wanda introduces herself. And this is where kind of that breaking of the wall happens again, where the camera pans to, you know, Rambo, who we don't know, obviously, is Rambo at this moment, but pans to her. Who did she? I forget what she introduced herself as, but... um, this she pans to her and she kind of does this like aha moment and she realizes that oh i'm talking to wanda you know an avenger what's going on like and i think that's when she kind of gets you know herself back a little bit to you know being monica rambo the the agent of uh, uh of sword mm-hmm. instead of geraldine Geraldine, uh, thank you. Yes. Yeah, I forgot the character's the character. name in the show. So many layers. You you have the the <laughs> character's name in this fake show, WandaVision. You have the character's name in this show, WandaVision, and then the actress's name, and so many layers. Yeah, it's a lot to keep track of. Um, just a little note here, but uh, and again, this was something that I didn't really pick up on until the second viewing through. But when Vision's at the neighborhood watch uh, meeting. Um, you know, they give him uh, some gum, which he accidentally swallows, and it gums up the works. Hilarity ensued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but the gum that they offered him, Big Red. Now, this will again play into something that I, I want to talk about later, but I find it very intriguing that out of all the gums, um, they chose that one. Now, it could be alluding to the fact that Wanda is known as the Scarlet Witch, Big Red, Scarlet uh, but I think it's going to stand for something else. So I don't know. We'll see. I, I didn't know. Maybe they're just Andy Reid fans. 
<laughs> yeah, that could be too. Oh man, don't bring up the Chiefs. He just brought the pain oh, and the no. grief back. Oh no. Poor Greg, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna um, take over. I'm gonna take over Kansas City and I'm gonna transform that into a town where everybody thinks we won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Just yeah, just make yeah, make your own little reality. Yes. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't pick up yeah. on the big red. I didn't pick up on the big red, but um mm. I just on a side note, I thought that whole scene was just like is hilarious because you know he's yeah it gums up his his gears and he's basically <laughs> acting drunk the whole time. I, I thought it was really played out and it really Paul Bettany is such a great actor that I, both are yeah I, I, no and I, yeah and I think just the way he like plays that out it, it's it's so like it's interesting to see his character from where he like kind of was in Iron Man one where he was just like a voiceover. And he basically is at the point where he all he had to do was voiceover. Now he's at the point where he has like full on like he's the star of the show, and yeah. and he's always been a great actor. Like not not taking anything away from his past, but I just think he I can't imagine this is where I've imagined other people like recast it in um in other like as other roles like would they do better? I can't imagine him like anyone else playing Vision at this point other than him. He's just he's so like great how he plays the character off. Yeah. It's it's wild too because um, if you he did an interview I forget when it was had to be a couple of years ago but he said he thought he was done with Hollywood like he thought he he was out and he wasn't going to get cast in anymore uh, any more things just because I, I don't know he didn't have confidence in his career and then he got cast as Jarvis and then when they decided to to make the vision um, and they gave him a call. He was like, oh, I'm they're calling to tell me I'm out of the franchise. Like, you know, that's it. And instead, you know, they they offered him the role of Jarvis incarnate as Vision. Uh, And then again, when when it was time to get the call for WandaVision, um, you know, he he just assumed that they were saying, hey, you're you're definitely done with the series. Vision died in Endgame. Spoiler alert, whatever. Um but uh, no, instead it was, hey, you're going to get your own nine episode show and it's going to be premiering on Disney Plus. So yeah. this guy, he definitely needs to have more confidence because for sure he knocks it out of the park, as does Elizabeth Olsen, like like Harry mentioned, um, but uh, and everybody for that matter. But was it's the, just uh, funny to see a guy like that. What was the movie he made? I remember it came out on IMAX. It was like Preacher or something. Oh, Legion? Yeah, Legion. I think was it was. it Legion or or priest or it priest? Was, he was in both. Those priest, same thing. Yeah, it was. It was not 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 good. I it wasn't great. I think I think I saw it with our buddy Tim, and you know how he loves those type of movies, dude. So, under the bus. <laughs> yes, but uh, the point of the matter is, don't give up on your dreams, kids, because exactly. <laughs> yeah. one day Stay you could be the vision. Try we all it. we all have our priest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> ain't that the truth? Um. So Wanda had an interesting line to Dottie. Uh, anybody want to take that? I assure you, I don't mean any harm. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm guessing, you know, it's a double entendre there where she's just saying, hey, look, I, uh, I know you know I'm in control, but um, I don't think you know, I'm not here to hurt anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think this is another one where it kind of breaks that, that wall where, you know, that's also, I think when the, the radio kind of comes in into play shortly after or right around mm. that scene, um, you know, and Dottie's Dottie ends up bleeding. 
Um, so I think it's, it's another part where I don't think she has 100% control there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think it may be, maybe Dottie was, um, kind of starting to feel like she was like thinking on her own, I guess, in that point where she was coming out of com- like kind of whatever spell she was in. And that was Wanda's way of saying, like, I mean, you no harm to kind of get control back over her. Um, yeah. as, as things kind of start to, to fan out you kind of realize that like you know like we had mentioned before someone had said you know it's all wanda and then it makes you look back like what what did these people know like how much control did she have on them so yeah Mm uh so the next note i have on here is dotty's blood is red (laughs) which to the average person (laughs) might seem duh but uh (laughs) um is this, uh, you know, we know that color's coming in the next episode. Um, is this yeah. kind of a foreshadowing of that? Or is there some dark secret um, foreboding thing, you know, why, why her blood would show up red when everything else is in black and white? What do you guys think? Um, right. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. No, no, no. Good. okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, I think the I think the red blood is again also something that she didn't know she would have to control. You know, I'm part. I'm sure part of the reason why, you know, it's in black and white is part of Wanda controlling it. So I think that was that's right after the radio cuts in and and Jimmy Woo, he's trying to get Wanda's attention and it kind of breaks again that wall of Wanda having control and you know Dottie, the, I think it's a cup or a glass that's in her hand ends up breaking, cutting her something that wasn't planned you know, to be in for the show. And, you know, as we'll see in episode four, they kind of cut away from that part, you know, so it's not seen by the audience um, per se for that. Hans, what were you going to say? That's exactly what he was going to say. Yeah, you got it, Ben. (laughs) Yes. Next topic. Um, No, I I think with the red too, like it's, it's interesting, like how it kind of like plays out. I think like Harry, Harry's right. Like it's her, like you realize how like kind of, like early the stages, I guess, in terms of it, go, it seems like it goes from like the fifties to the sixties. It's, it could be like a 10 year period. And we eventually learn that it's a very short amount of time. So yeah, that could be um, her just trying to see everything, like how, you know, how much she can control and, and, and how she's losing, if she has control, how she's losing it. Now we still don't really understand why they're doing like, why this is being an episodic, tv show Mm -hmm. so i think that also plays in a point of of going from the black and white to the color like i she is is she making it to seem like a black and white tv show is someone else like whoever's can like ultimately controlling um yeah so i think that that could be another thing too if she sees the red and she's like oh like shoot like this is either something i'm supposed to be controlling or whatever's happening isn't happening the way it should Mm mm-hmm Okay. And uh, so moving on to the end of the episode, you know, we, we have that festival or, you know, talent show, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, um, uh, where Vision and, uh, and Wanda perform as (laughs) illusion and glamour. Um, But after they, they finish, uh, you know, or where is it before? I don't remember for sure, but there's almost like a cult like chant that, you know, this for is the for children. the children. Yeah. For the children. <laughs> that is, that is very, that's another one of those, like the stop it moment where it's very like eerie. And it's, it's, yeah. I, I, I kind of watch them like, this is, yeah. This is getting really weird now. 
which also intriguing because up to this point we haven't seen any children in WandaVision. Um, so that's kind of interesting. But uh, I think the purpose of that for the children is kind of, you know, taking it up to the meta level where it's like all of this, at least in in my eyes, um, I think Wanda is, is doing part of this or, or doing this because she wants kids. She wants that happy yeah. life with Vision. She she wants kids, and I think all of this is a setup, a preamble, if you will, to get to her and Vision having kids. So I think that's where that that kind of comes in, and it's foreshadowing that. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think? Could it be anything else? Is it just a creepy thing they threw in? I I at, when you're watching this for the first time, it, you say for the children, and I don't even think I noticed there were no children. I think it just you know up until a later episode you're like up, right. up until you know vision calls it out you're like oh like you're right and then i did rewatch this episode um for a second time and i'm like okay now it's like it still doesn't make sense why they're saying for the children especially but it you know as things kind of lead up to the fact that is it this episode where we find out wanda is pregnant or is that the next episode I think it's it right the end of this, right? It's yeah, the end of right this one end. where she, yeah, yeah, okay, that yeah, when everything turns to color, um, yeah. yeah. So and then I think it's it 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 it's eventually leading up to the fact that she's going to be having the children. So yeah, I agree with that. I think two scenes that really stand out for me with Elizabeth Olsen. Uh, one of them is the the end of this episode where she she finds out she's pregnant she's like vision is this really happening like oh man i just i thought she did such an awesome job with that right excuse me the other episode is uh or the other um scene is when she actually gives birth um and she's just like oh he's perfect i thought you know like the way she delivered that line just kind of gives me chills um but but yeah i think uh i think she did a tremendous job with um with that so yeah all right, cool. So that's episode two down. Uh, moving on to episode three, now in color. We getting any type yeah. of vibes from this? Well, episode? listen, heavy, heavy Brady Bunch vibes. I mean, obviously, there's not, you know, uh, of a, a story of a man named Brady, and he wasn't bringing up three very lovely boys. All right, <laughs> but they have the a lot of the uh, a lot of the imagery and more of those hexagonal shapes show up in the opening credits with it. Uh, but yeah, heavy, heavy 70s vibes, Brady Bunch vibes for sure. I Love thought it. it was interesting too, because as we get into the episode, um, Vision has a, well, Vision's talking about how he wants to name the son Billy, assuming mm-hmm. they're having a son, um, based off of William Shakespeare. And then he has a quote, all the world's a stage, the men and women are merely players. So, I mean, there's not too much going on with that other than just describing the entire show yeah (laughs) Um, but it's it's one of those where again you know you think he's just spouting off some random quote and then you go back on the rewatch and it's like oh that's cool yeah william billy (laughs) connection um yeah no i I, you're right i I, you pick that up and you're like all right like we get it like now (laughs) now like now does vision now is this at the point where vision still knows is, is starting to catch on and he's kind of spouting that off, but I think it, at honestly at that point he still like doesn't really absolutely he believes this is all real and yeah. and it's just like you know likes to spout off some some cool quotes once in a while. 
<laughs> don't we all from time to yeah. time? Yeah. <laughs> you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so... I have a note on here about the stork and how there is scarlet smoke. Um, for me, uh, what I think about the stork is that, uh, and, and the smoke, um, some people say that they think this is foreshadowing a certain character, um, which I'll talk about later. I don't think it is. I think, I think other things might be, but I think this is kind of like a red herring. I think it's just, um, well, I, it could be one of two things. Either it's a red herring to throw us off, or um, it's Scarlet for Scarlet Witch. Again, kind of like the, the big red gum. It could be one of one or two of those things. Uh, not sure which. Um, what do you guys think about it? Was it just happenstance that it was red smoke? Does it represent anything? The, my first thought was, what, and, I, and I believe me and you were probably on the same page with where that where it could potentially be like a certain character coming. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, I, I'm kind of going to stick with that only because um, I don't think she was able to control the store. Mm-hmm. So I think that was kind of a little bit. Now, it could be a red herring. It could be just something to say like, all right, well, this is just that want a lot's going on. Like, is this just something to throw kind of like, Wanda can't control everything at once, so that that could also be something as well. So, t- to be fair, too, her powers were particularly wonky when she was pregnant. Right, like it started raining yeah. inside, and all you know, the she painting was spinning, and yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and and you know, like it, it could be, and there's a lot of goofy stuff going on in this town. So, if you see a stork run through your living room, like that's not necessarily. <laughs> it could just be symbolism that the fact that you know she's having her babies, um, but I I am leaning a little bit towards that character that I'm pretty sure me and you are probably on the same page for, but mm-hmm. how, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, this is uh this is definitely out of my realm of knowledge. Um, when I watched it, I just thought, Oh, she's trying to use her, her powers, you know, to, to turn it off uh, or to make the stork go away, not turn it off. Um, but it, it was really interesting because I also like when you're watching that scene, um, Rambo's character, doesn't Geraldine she doesn't really like it's almost obvious that there's a stork there like and I it almost seems like she's kind of because of that whole situation and the baby coming she kind of is already have has broken character and is kind of trying to you know just get to find out more about her um but yeah think I didn't Geraldine really... is like willfully ignoring the stork I think like she's so. aware yeah. that it's there but yeah, she's not I think so um at least with that in that scene so um mm. But yeah, because I, th- I think, I don't know, I feel like in the last episode, she, Geraldine kind of has more realization or Rambo has more realization of her person, um, which, you know, kind of leads to the interaction that they end up having uh, right towards the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you guys you know, want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Wanda, I mean, I didn't realize it at first because, again, not really hip to everything all the time but you know you watch it a second time and you see that you know uh scarlet witch you know uh she sees the sword necklace um and especially after she gets the questions and it's like who are you what are you doing here you know with all that stuff so um and our first uh i mean maybe it's not the first mention because at the end of every episode i feel like they're really pumping up age of ultron i guess it didn't Mm -hmm. get enough views um and they're like hey you watch this episode check out ultron 
Um, quick, quick that. note about that. I don't know if this happens for you guys, but after every single episode of WandaVision, when Disney Plus suggests what ne- to watch next, it's always Age of Ultron. Anything? Yeah. No, at, at the end of every episode of WandaVision. Oh, yeah. 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 That's, that's no, that's true. I, I thought that was a joke. Someone put that on Twitter, and I thought that was like just a joke. But then I, 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 that was something I did notice, too. I'm like, all right. I, <laughs> not pumping it hard, baby. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I would imagine if you're watching WandaVision, you've seen Age of Ultron. Right. But I mean, like, that's the introduction of yeah. the character. But yeah. maybe we need to go back and watch it to maybe find out if there's any clues we might be missing. Interesting. Any clues? (laughs) And then we have a little interaction with uh, with Agnes and her her herb. You know. Yeah. So yeah, Vision's kind of you know he's obviously out of the scene, so he doesn't know what's actually happening to Monica's character at this time. But he's talking to Agnes and Herb, and they're talking about you know, hey, you know, Geraldine, she doesn't really fit here. She doesn't live here. No home. All this stuff. And Herb tries to start, I, I guess, maybe even, again, I, this is part of that control issue where I don't think at that moment in time, you know, uh, Wanda has complete control. Mm-hmm. And she's dealing with, you know, Monica Rambeau in this situation. So Herb and Agnes are, you know, kind of, I would say, more aware of themselves. And I think Herb tries to say it, but Agnes stops. And this is another moment where it's like, what is Agnes up to? And who is Agnes? And you know, what is she, you know, why didn't she just say this to Vision? And also, like we talked about, too, this is more where Vision's becoming more aware, learning more. It's almost like, the you know, the first episode is minute one for Vision, and he's kind of growing and learning and becoming more aware of, like, not everything is as it seems mm. uh, with it. So that was an interesting, another little tidbit to kind of, you know, get the casual viewers in with, hey, you know, what's going on here? Chris, any thoughts about this conversation? Yes. Um, I really wanted to know whatever word that what, and, and I'm trying to, th- and I didn't rewatch this at the time was, um, was um, Agnes about to say, they don't know that we're all. And then, and then one of them cut the other one off. And I really, really want to know what, if she was going to say a couple, like if it was going to be one word. Like if she was going to say, we're all under Wanda's control. There's another word that I want to, say but i'm not going to only because um i don't really want to get my hopes up Mm -hmm. but with the introduction of another character later in the show um i all right then fine i'll I'll just flat out say it um as we see a little more and you know with with disney buying other properties and we kind of eventually get the reveal for the next episode i was hoping the word was going to be mutant Mm. but the more as it, as it, it, it went along, I don't think that's the case. I think that she was probably going to end up saying something like we're all like being controlled by Wanda or we're all yeah. to, but uh, you know, I, I got my hopes up really quick and then <laughs> like, you know, logically thought about it of how, where the show's going, but you know, we'll, I'm sure we'll touch on that a little more as things kind of start developing through the next few episodes. So this this conversation with Agnes and uh, Herb and uh, Vision is it well specifically Agnes's role in it. It's it's very perplexing to me because she seems to be someone that's good, um, and she's kind of ratting out Geraldine like she knows Geraldine's an outsider. So yeah. 
is she ratting out Geraldine because she thinks Geraldine is controlling Wanda or, or what? Because otherwise the next logical thought would be Agnes knows she's an outsider. Maybe, maybe the outsider is here for help. So I don't, mm. I mean, clearly Agnes has never heard snitches get stitches. But, <laughs> it's not in her vocabulary. But, yeah. But I mean, I just, I don't know why she would, um, she would kind of make those remarks to vision and cast some suspicion on Geraldine unnecessarily. So it's, um, it's a bit of a conundrum there, but uh, I'm sure, you know, we'll get the reveal on, you know, who Agnes is working for or, you know, what she's doing um, as we go along. So that's it for episode three. Uh, Next up we have episode four. We interrupt this program. And for a lot of people, this episode was the game changer. Yeah, this is where I see, I, I see it as when and I we had discussed before where I kind of saw episodes one through three as a prologue, like the longest prologue in terms of like a TV show. Um, and I think this is where the show starts to go in the direction that um, is like kind of like like fully intentional, like from here on out is where we're going to get a lot of the background of the story that's going on. Um, I think it was like the first three were great setups and they asked a lot of questions and then like right off the bat, like an episode, like they're not going to make you wait till season nine for some of the reveals. They're just Mm -hmm. flat out going to say like this episode, like, yeah, this is how Monica got in. Like Monica got in fairly quick. Like it wasn't like how much, like you find out that this whole, this whole thing's been going on for only a few days. Like there's a lot of stuff that you you kind of start to understand about what's really happening in Westview without knowing what's happening in Westview. Before we get into the details for this episode, because I'm on the internet a lot, checking out you know different people's theories and opinions and stuff like that, and it seemed like there was a minority, but a vocal minority that really didn't like the first three episodes, and then this one is what turned them on. Me personally, I love the first three episodes. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's kind of like that Flanders meme where it's like, uh, if you didn't like me at this, then you don't deserve me at this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I kind of feel that way with this show uh, because those first epi- those first three episodes were great. And, you know, I'm happy that it evolves into what it does. But um, if if it had just stayed that way with the sitcom thing, I'd be all for that also. So I don't know. Harry, what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think you bring up a good point, Greg. I think a lot of people enjoy television that doesn't ask as many questions and just has mm-hmm. answers. You know, they want to see the criminal caught at the end of the episode. They want to they want to know, oh, that this guy, you know, is betraying this person, you know, leading into this episode. So I think when TV shows or new, you know, con- new content or new episodic stuff comes out, when it's asking more questions and answers, it throws a lot of people off. Like I know, you know, my wife really enjoyed this episode a lot because it answers a lot of the questions of, Hey, you know, what is this helicopter that's in color here? Hey, you know, what is going on with, you know, Geraldine, you know, and who was she? So this does a lot of the, yeah, the beekeeper as well at Mm -hmm. the end of the, I think second episode. Um, And I think a lot of people looked at it like, Oh, this is just a, a weird old comedy, you know, that has some weird quirks about, these two characters that I know, but this is where the Marvel part of it steps in and takes over. So 
but yeah, I think that's just a lot of people's opinions. And this was also the episode that you guys, um, you know, where it really felt like the internet kind of, you know, jumped in with, with two feet with everyone like, dude, this was incredible. And I didn't really feel that way with it. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was good, but it was definitely one where it was like, if you're not watching this show now, you need to be because this is going to be what people are talking about every Friday. Right. Yeah. That, that's, and it's, it's a lot of that, like, and you see this with a lot of, I've seen it with just superhero movies in terms of like ones that aren't filled with action or, you know, and, and I'll, I'll like take, for example, like I know a lot of people who don't really enjoy the Watchmen because they find it like kind of boring and, and they would be wrong. And there's not yet. Yeah, there's not a lot of action. I don't think in the movie for a superhero movie. I guess as you mm-hmm. want to put. So a lot of people are like, oh, it's not action. Like there's no like, you know, I, I'm not on that page with that. And I think a lot of people when they see like a Marvel like or an MCU product, they want that. Like I'm sure like they probably thought there was gonna be like a big battle at the end of, in like an I Love Lucy kind of setting. Like like yeah. And, and you're not gonna get that. And, they, and you don't get that for the first three episodes. Like you don't, I don't think you see anything like any kind of um, like hostile action taken until Wanda shoots out Monica from the hex. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I think that's why a lot of people did not like it, but you know, this is where everything kind of like, as, as Harry said, it's a lot of that. I want it now kind of mentality. And this is the part where you kind of start moving forward. Where you're like, all right, this is it. Like this is a Marvel kind of property jumping into that uh, i want it now type thing how do you guys feel about this show being released weekly you know similar to the mandalorian are you guys happy with that or do you want to binge it all at once i i mean got it got i i i enjoy this more i mean especially for three guys who you know like to talk about a podcast about <laughs> content i think it makes it easier for us to <laughs> have that dialogue with people, you know, as it's Big going facts. on, as opposed to, you know, it all dropping at once. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess you're talking about like, you know, as well as like, you know, the way TV used to be and the way it's, it is, you know, Netflix is kind of monetized like, Hey, here's everything at once. Enjoy. Um, I would say I prefer it to be more episodic uh, with it. I don't mind when it's like, Hey, here's two episodes dropped at once or here's three dropped at once. And then you'll have to wait. But I do enjoy the fact that you get to digest and I think it, I think it definitely works a lot better with shows like this, where it's, there's so many Easter eggs. There's so there's 23 other movies that you can reference or kind of look back at to try and see, Oh, are they referencing this or comic book lore? Where are they referencing this? But even with shows that aren't that I enjoy kind of be left being left on the edge of my seat, like something like game of Thrones, you know, even though it didn't, you know, end as well as they did when they went off book, there was that like, what's going to happen next week. Hey, let's make our predictions. We don't know, you know, and stuff like that. So I really enjoy having that dialogue either, you know, obviously with you guys or with other people, as opposed to just being like, Hey, have you seen, you know, the queen's gambit? And it's like, Oh, I'm on episode one. It's like, Oh, I finished it. And it's like, yeah, we'll finish it. We'll, we'll talk, we'll talk about it then. Yeah. Hans, how about you, buddy? Um, I'm, I'm the same. I, I would prefer episodic on this type of show. Now there are certain shows and I, I'll just going to pull one for an example out of in quarantine, the wife and I both, uh, binged as much as we could, uh, Tiger King, which that show is, is the kind of show where you're like, uh, it gives you so much per episode where you're like, do we watch another one like it this is just this is how things are like i i need to know what happens next mm, right. now and i think on a show like marvel or like or like a marvel show or like mandalorian mandalorian 
I think it, 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 it's better to kind of watch it and then have like be able to digest it a week and not, I think a lot of like binging takes away a lot from that where, you know, I've, I've, I actually was able to watch a couple episodes for WandaVision more than once before the next one and kind of either get yeah. caught up and look at something I missed when you're binging something like eight or nine episodes, it's basically, you're just like, like you don't give yourself enough time to process it. And I think yeah. for a show like this, I'm, I'm, I'm more leaning towards as much as I want the next episode, like now, like I would love, I would love to have it. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to have it. Like every, I would ha- love to have one like every day, but yeah. I think I appreciate it more the way they're doing it of how Disney's handling their, their, their product. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, call me old school uh, or, you know, call me gullible because this gets Disney to ensure that I um, have Disney plus for at least two months or whatever it is. But uh, I prefer this way to watch it as well. I think, um, you know, it, it gives you that, sense of anticipation like oh man i get to wait a whole week and and watch this and it gives you something to look forward to throughout your week it's like i said you know we we make it appointment television in our household so um it's definitely a friday thing that we look forward to but um also like you mentioned hands uh you know it gives you time to really ruminate and digest everything rather than just being information overload and you know missing out on so much stuff so i'm happy that they do uh, the show in the the weekly format. I hope uh, you know Cap and Winter or uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be the same, um, and all the Marvel shows, Mandalorian, all yeah. the Star Wars shows. I hope they all keep them episodic instead of just here you go, feast your eyes, fat little piggies. <laughs> <laughs> binge, yeah. binge, binge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so let's dive into this episode. We diverged uh, a bit here. We, we had um, a, we had to interrupt this program to uh, yes. discuss all that. Uh, there is one huge question on everyone's minds. Listen, if you, if you listen, if you listen to our, our Marvel podcast and we discussed our Marvel movies, there was one of us here. It's Chris. I'm going to spoil, uh, who didn't see one of the Marvel movies. And then it's so funny that we, we get here (laughs) and what movie is referenced in this television show, Chris, do you know? It's, 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 it's correct me if I'm wrong. But it's Age uh, of Ultron. No, nah, <laughs> well, you're not wrong, so I can't correct you there. Um, <laughs> but there's <yes>. another movie. <laughs> there, yes, I have not seen Captain Marvel oh, from the past and two weeks of when we, or whenever it was last time. I have not seen Captain Marvel. Uh, it was on TV last week, and I still didn't watch it. So it was there on were... Disney Plus, which you go on to every week to watch the yeah. episode of WandaVision, yeah. and you didn't watch it. <laughs> Listen, yeah. humble brag, our last episode, you know, we talk about 15 different directors. Between us dropping that last episode and now, I watched about five movies at, that you guys Get had him, on Greg. your list that I Get have him. not seen before. But you could not take the time to watch Captain Marvel, which you have access to, which is hugely referenced. So, I, I, how about this? Before our, next, bro, before our next podcast, our next show, this is I will make. I will make an attempt. Make an attempt. He's not even thinking about watching. All right. Oh my we God. should just do a segment every week and just like has Chris watch Captain Marvel. <laughs> no. <Yeah>. No. <laughs> and segment. Uh, All right. I, well, that's I, disappointing I, to hear. But by the next show, I will have watched Captain Marvel. And, okay. And uh, you have my word. I'm not going to believe anything he's saying, Greg. I don't know about you. So. I'm on Wikipedia <laughs> reading about it right so. now. 
Well, one of the one of the most important things, if you do watch Captain Marvel, is uh, right in the beginning of this episode, and this is why if you're not doing this, you need to be doing this, folks. Subtitles are so important. Uh, uh, yes. They allow you to hear things. Listen, if you saw Tenet, rewatch it with subtitles. I'm sure it'll help. But uh, for this this show, it starts off, and you see that Captain Marvel is talking to a young Monica Rambeau referenced in a movie that Chris didn't see. Um, and this is why subtitles are impart- important because it gives you that interaction and shows you which character is talking and what they are saying. And what's great about, you know, difference of watching a Marvel movie at the theater as opposed to watching on TV, you can pause and read it if it's going too fast for you. Um, but yeah, there's, there's the Captain Marvel reference right there at the beginning for that. Much to my wife's chagrin, I watched everything with subtitles and captions uh, you know, it'll it's help. just listen. It'll only help when you get older and you can't hear as well. You'll already be used. To it. You'll already be ready for subtitles because they're there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um. All right. And, and you know, as the one person who hasn't seen Captain Marvel, um, I pretty much understood most references that was being made. So I'd appreciate it if you two boys would get off my back. Listen, as someone who doesn't read comics or isn't in the, the Marvel lore, when I wouldn't have known anything if I didn't see Captain Marvel. I'd be like, I don't know who Rambo is. I don't know who this woman on this picture is as they're going through this door. I don't know what her relation is to her. Um, but yeah, that's that's the way I would feel about it. Yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out my quick hot take while we're talking about the beginning. Uh, it's a hot take on myself. Okay. Um, I think the way this that I loved the first couple minutes of this episode of how seeing people come back from the snap where basically yeah. they were like, they weren't, they were just being put together by, you know, all their, their ashes or whatever kind of happened before. Um, I find that to be the only other time we saw that happen before was during far from home during like the, the school press conference when all Top the people five Marvel show movie? up. Right, yes. Yeah. This show did it better than far from home. So I'm just going to throw that yeah. in there. Yeah. Um, but I, I love the chaos of just seeing everything going on like as as they're coming back. I thought the, the way that was filmed and it, it's to see like that that like firsthand experience of people like kind of what they would be experience experiencing in that kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, I know you know Far From Home did it for comedic purposes, like you know right. they they showed it with the intent of kind of making light of it, but. I have a feeling, you know, if we were to go through this, this is what it would be like. And it, it was very cool to see her being reassembled from the ash. And then all of a sudden there's just chaos everywhere. And it's like, what's yeah. going on? Who are you? These people just appeared out of nowhere. You've been missing for five years. Like all that stuff, you know, all these thoughts come to mind. And uh, I, I thought it was really well done, um, especially, you know, the, the time frame that they were given to, to show this. Yeah, and I think this is like the first time, like first time you get firsthand experience other than like Spider Man saying in Endgame, like kind of what happened where like in this like he's talking to, to um to Iron Man when they first like kind of get back together in the middle of the mm-hmm. fight where he's like kinda of saying he's like, Oh, and then Doctor Strange came, blah blah blah. And you don't necessarily see if like they knew what happened. And this is I think the first time where Monica's like, I I fell asleep. It couldn't have been more than twenty minutes. Like in their mind, they were just like kind of sleeping, so I thought that was like kind of a little cool touch on it because you really like that. That's the first time that anyone kind of shares exactly how much time they thought went by. So, 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the only thing I was going to say about it is these are the type of questions that people ask, that fans ask, like, hey, what happened to the people, you know, from the snap or what happened when they got put back in or, you know, what's going to happen next with, uh, you know, the folks from the snap. And there's a line that director Haywood says when him and Monica or, yeah, Monica Rambogan together, he says, you know, you're back three weeks after the snap. So, you know, the end of Endgame, three weeks after, we're pretty much, you know, dealing with, you know, Wanda's story. So that's another just hint of timeline, you know, and people trying to connect the dots on things like this. And for us to, you know, have a reference point on, okay, how long is this taking place after Endgame? And when he says that, and then, you know, the nine days, I think he says when Wanda, you know, uh, takes Vision's body, uh, you know, you're kind of trying to piece it all together. And it's like, hey, you know, we're not that far from when, you know, Thanos was again, you know, spoiler alert destroyed yeah um, yeah it seems like it. a lot goes down in just a very right short time span yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um how great are monica rambo jimmy woo and darcy lewis i mean not just the characters but the actresses and actor who play them also i mean i cannot get enough of these guys I mean, it just goes to show to me, like, how smart, like, we talked a little bit about it earlier with Paul Bettany, like, how smart Marvel is in just getting good actors, you know, good characters to just build with or reutilize. You know, Jimmy Woo, when he was in, you know, Ant-Man, um, Darcy Lewis from the Thor movies, you know, it, uh, it just... It just shows how smart they are and how far they're thinking ahead compared to, you know, what we end up doing. And it's like, oh, maybe they'll do this. And it's like, oh, we'll just reuse this character who had a small scene who works for the FBI, you know, back into, you know, the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Jimmy Woo, I love the call back to the card trick. Uh, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. So and I like that there's... Crazy with that. <laughs> I like that there's continuity that they do. They don't just say, oh, yeah, here's this character. But they, they actually connect little points from some of the other stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just think it's uh, fabulous. And Randall Park, I mean, I can't get enough of that, dude. Uh, shout out yeah, to him. More Randall, just Park. A, more Randall Park. Yeah, well, I was going to say shout out to him. He was in the premiere episode of uh, Young Rock last night. So oh. I really enjoyed that. Um, there you go. Always Be My Maybe. I mean, that was a phenomenal movie, too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, all these guys, give me, give me more of all of them. Give me a spinoff, whatever. I'm sure we're going to be seeing more of Monica Rambeau anyway, uh, whether it's in Captain Marvel two or whatever, but, uh, Darcy Lewis and Jimmy Woo. I mean, if, if they get a spinoff coming out of this, by all means, like bring it on. Yeah. Chris seems like you got a hot take there. You were brewing on while we were. No, I I was trying to think about something. You had that look about you. When when I, I, I have seen always be my baby and I forgot like that, that was actually Randall Park. Like I, I, I I know, I know of him. Like my favorite thing he's ever done. My favorite thing he's ever done is the first this is the cold open from the office where he plays jim oh yeah yeah and i think that i i think that is one of the funniest moments in tv ever like and i think it's so, like he's so good at it um but then I, I i think with both of those characters with um jimmy woe and darcy lois like both of them are like i thought they were kind of they're good as like comedic relief but i thought they were kind of like annoying to some point in like ant-man and the mm. Thor movies, like I thought, Kat Dennings, I did not like her. Like I, I was never a huge fan of her from like Thor. Okay. I, I never watched Two Broke Girls. Uh, I'll, and was I it never... the Mia Mia scene? <laughs> it might have been, yeah. And it just, I, I always like thought she was overdoing it for those movies. But I think the way that they're, they kind of went back and used her for for WandaVision. 
um, I'm actually like a huge fan of hers. Like she doesn't overdo it to the point where mm-hmm. she kind of like simplifies it a little bit where she's not annoying, but she makes like being like, she's a, she's a doctor at this point now. I don't think she was in, in the Thor movies. I think she was working right. toward. Yeah. And I yeah, think now, like, I think, I think without seeing her, we noticed that her, like her character matured a lot. Um, but at the same time, she's still comedic relief, but not like, doesn't overdo it. So I, and, and I love her in this role. So mm-hmm good stuff uh we um we actually skipped over a little bit so i want to come circle back to this but uh um when you guys mentioned the fbi's person in witness protection yes so Mm. i i don't think i think this is only ever mentioned by by jimmy Wu when before um monica gets sucked into the into the hex um there's a lot of things that we kind of and I think it's this episode or the next where we start looking and they're putting piecing together who's actually in Westview. I it's think this episode, yeah. This episode. Yeah, this one. Um and it, I think that like why Wu was there was to investigate his missing person. And I think that person's going to play into the final three episodes. Now, who could it be? Um, I, I've, I've narrowed it down to there's one person that's had been mentioned in almost every episode, but is never actually seen. Who mm-hmm. is Agnes's husband, Ralph? Oh um, yeah, it could be Agnes herself. It's someone. I, I think it's someone, or it could be my or Dottie. Um, they were like my three, or it's a completely different person we've never we haven't even like kind of mentioned or seen before that was mentioned or seen before. So I don't think it's Agnes. And the reason I say that is because she does have a sword file on the board, um, but there's no ID. Now in this episode, you don't, you don't see that there's no ID because it's out Mm -hmm. of frame, but in episode five, they actually show her file on screen. I, unfortunately I didn't have the capability to zoom in and see exactly what it said, but she doesn't have like a uh, driver's license or whatever on there. Right. But she does. Yeah. Everybody else does has have yeah. their driver's yeah. license for a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. So, so I imagine if she wasn't in the FBI witness protection program, they would probably have something like that. Um, unless, you know, she used some other means to, you know, hide that detail. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, it's, that's an interesting point And I hadn't even thought about that. I just glossed it over, but there could absolutely be some significance with uh, that person. Yeah. So, and, 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 you know, going forward, I, I hope they answer it like soon because now that Jimmy, like Jimmy was outside. Well, all right, never mind. I'm going to stop. We're going to get to that in a little bit. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and then swords astronaut program. Yes. So this is going where I think the direction of the of the MCU is eventually going to go. Um, you know, they they kind of mentioned how um, Hayward was talking about their astronaut program, where he said they lost half of them in the blip, and the other half went kind of went insane. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that after the Disney Investors Day, there were a lot of shows that were planned and a lot of movies that Marvel has kind of coming up. Um, I think that's going to factor heavily into that was the first uh, mention of some sort of Fantastic Four introduction. Mm. So, or there's some kind of, I think that's going to play into either a Fantastic Four introduction or some kind of cosmic threat coming to, because even Monica points it out. She says, 
there's always been threats out there. Um, I think that was, I think that was a little bit of a hint thrown towards the Fantastic Four because they get their powers from from space. Now I know in the comics they didn't work for Sword, but you know MCU's always rewriting characters' histories as close as they can, yeah. as long as it makes sense in the story. So that's that could be that's probably a huge leap, but of where I'm coming from. But I you know I that that was my after um, I rewatched it. That was my kind of takeaway from it. So. Well, and actually, um, you know, that kind of ties in with uh, the CMBR, the um, the cosmic uh, radiation, um, because that's what gives the Fantastic Four their powers. And here we see this kind of combined with Wanda's magic um, in uh, the hex itself. Uh, That's what Darcy Lewis determines the hex is made out of is uh, the CMBR and then, you know, these additional wavelengths. So I could absolutely see, you know, them tying in the FF uh, through sword and and the CMBR. And like, you know, I don't know when this was filmed, if they kind of, if this was planned out while the Fox, I'm I'm sure they kind of redid it while the Fox deal was happening. Mm -hmm. Um, Are they Fox or so? They were part of Fox. Yeah. Yeah. They were Fox. Yeah. They're part of Fox. And so, I, you know, I, I would like to think this was part of their plan altogether. Um, but I think that they might have kind of had like a an A direction and a B direction before, like if the deal didn't happen. Um, but I think this was their first, like kind of alluding to the fact that we might, or we are going to get Fantastic Four, but at least this is the first kind of mention indirectly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then yeah, the other, a- yeah. And then the other, oh God, I'm sorry. And then the other other hexagon I noticed was if you look at Hayward's awards in the back, that's mm. also they're set up as when a hexagon. Rainbow in the office. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harold, yeah. what were you going to say? No, I was just going to say, I mean, Hayward kind of talks to Rambo about like keeping her grounded and she's like, drones usually follow me. So there's definitely obviously some extraterrestrial activity that she, you know, or going into space that she was doing. And Darcy at some point, I forget what episode it is, but she says, big fan um, of yours. I think it's this episode. Uh, And it's like, what is she referring to with that? So obviously there's something with Rambo's character that she's done, you know, to help uh, with things like that, which I'm sure we'll get alluded to in future Marvel projects. But I think you're definitely right about that. Yeah. So that's pretty much it for the episode. The only uh, other note that I had is, boy, I love me some Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> I thought them them using that song and the, the soundtrack, you know, some of the songs that they've had in this show have been fantastic. But the ending to yeah. this episode where, you know, she tosses Rambo out the uh, 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 hex and then Rambo's like, oh, yeah, it's it's her. It's all Wanda. And then we see Wanda, Viz, and the kids getting cozy and watching TV and then boom. Voodoo Child. Yep. I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like A plus to music selection right there. <laughs> I I would 100% agree. I was watching that episode again, and then I just hit that riff, and I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so got me super excited for it as well. All right, so on to the next episode, episode five, on a very special episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah I love the uh, kind of vibes we picking up this. here. Yeah, yeah, oh, like right, yeah. <laughs> Listen, Growing Pains, Family Ties, you know, pick your pick your 80s show. Um, and uh, But, yeah, definitely with the, the paint coloring of uh, Vision there. Also, just hilarious, the young Vision showing him grow up oh, in those photos with, that the, is, uh, with the flashback. That is the weirdest. Like, that, that it's actually – hilarious. I think that ter- the baby one terrified me more than anything else in the show. 
Like it's so like I, I, I can't I saw that and I was like, whoa, like that is, you know, is for the children. The the vibes that it gave me is um in the live action Grinch movie when you see like young Grinch and oh, he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. just yeah. looks you know, he's like a kid but he's got this big he's Grinch head Grinch. and it stands yeah. out. Like yes. that yeah. baby vision and kid vision reminded me of that, but I love it, so give he me looked more. like a Funko pop. <laughs> yeah, he did. It's a fair shout. <laughs> so Wanda, uh to the twins, why don't you do what I want? And then Agnes says, kids, you can't control them no matter how hard you try. Uh, kind of interesting take here. The twins wouldn't fall asleep. Now is that Wanda's magic uh, acting up or is there something else Wanda mm. can't, can't control? Control, them? yeah. Mm. I, yeah, I, I mean... I, oh, go, Jesus, Harry, we keep doing this. You go. <laughs> Sorry, just listen. <laughs> go ahead. Um, take it, Hans. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, I, I think there's a little more power at work here because that I don't know the fact that she can't control them because maybe it's her blood. Like they're, they're, they're real. And and Monica even says it too, where she says they're her children. Like they're not, they're not a product of her, her imagination. Like they're, they're actually living. And I think this is where we start seeing like that Agnes definitely knows a lot more of what's going on and could I have a theory that Agnes has a little more control and necessarily like she may be able to control the children um, or at least somehow like I, I'm still the verdict still out on that. Um, but I think that for some reason, either either there's a higher power working towards like against Wanda or Wanda just doesn't, she says, why don't you want, maybe she just doesn't really honestly want them like, you know, like to be quiet, like if, you know, if that makes sense. I gotcha. She, yeah. she kind of wants them to keep doing what they're doing. So she has content for the episode or, you know, whatever right. the reason, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Harry, what's your take? Yeah. I mean, this is something that I would say I have more questions for than answers. Like how did the, how did the kids, you know, how are they growing like this? You know, what's going on? Um, but if it's like Chris is saying, I mean, may, this is also where Agnes, we kind of get a realization that she is being more involved in who Vision and, you know, Wanda are, you know, and seeing their powers and seeing who they truly are. So that's an interesting uh, thing as well. Um, but for me, this, I feel like has more questions that we're going to hopefully get answered in the last three episodes, but mm-hmm. um, I don't have any hot takes on that one, sadly. Okay. Um, is this Monica's superhero origin? You know, her cells being changed mm-hmm. by the radiation. They had that uh, uh, non-informative X-ray from the last episode. We yeah. think this is where she gets her powers. Yeah, she's. If you could say her cells are mutating, which mm-hmm. ah, <laughs> I see what clever. you did there. <laughs> Chris, just walk off the podcast. Yeah, I'll, I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Have a good night. How were you? Were you aware that she is a uh, a superhero in, in the comics? No. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, no matter what you do on the internet, no matter who you follow, if somebody starts talking about this, even if they have mm-hmm. slight comic book knowledge, you know, they start to kind of hint or, you know, be like, oh, well, in this, she was this. So I didn't. And it makes sense, you know, just with Marvel's history, you know, with Black Panther, um, with Captain Marvel, you know, about how they introduced their story. Wouldn't be surprised if we're seeing those, you know, kind of, 
stepping stones to her becoming who she's going to be uh, with mm-hmm. that. And the fact that, you know, it's hinted, like I mentioned earlier, that she's doing something in space, you know, with either, you know, being a pilot or something, you know, that's taking her into the galaxy to, you know, help keep, you know, the villains away is probably something. But no, I did not uh, have that information. Yeah. It's interesting because, you know, most characters might have one or maybe two superhero names, but Carol Danvers and Monica Rambeau actually go through multiple uh, iterations, and Monica Rambeau herself was Captain Marvel as well, following Carol Danvers. Then she was known as Photon, and I believe she's currently known as Spectrum, so it's pretty interesting, but uh, I have a feeling we're definitely going to see her pop up with powers, um, if not in this show, definitely in Captain Marvel too. I would... I would put money on it. Uh, so kind of a, <laughs> a macabre question, but his vision, a meat puppet, uh, you know, we get the, uh, we know that um, uh, Wanda stole the body and it was disassembled uh, and she yeah. kind of reassembled it. She sees him at one point as his, I guess, true self where he's dead and missing the infinity gem. Um, is she controlling this body and just having it float around and talk or, or did she really make him alive? Uh, and she was just kind of having PTSD when she saw him dead. How, what do you think? I think, I think, I think he has to have some of himself in there. And and this is kind of a, a feeling that I get like Wanda did a deal with the devil you know, you mentioned it earlier in an episode of, I think Wanda has somebody helping her or helped her and able to do this and, you know, bring vision back to give her kids, to give her the life that she always wanted. Um, and I think the, the fact that vision's asking so many questions and even in the next episode, when he goes exploring, I think, you know, he, I don't think he's much of a puppet, um, you know, and that his character is again, learning and growing as, as the episodes move on to become self-aware to become, you know, Hey, you know, what is happening here? What's going on? Hands is vision singing Papa Ultron's tune. There are no strings on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I think, I think he's dead. I, I think that when we see her break into the, in the lab and steal him, Mm. um, I think that's a matter of, um, we start seeing her, and we've said this like a few times to her lose control. And this was after she saw, after she shot Monica out. And I mm-hmm. think she was maybe a little flustered and realized that when she turned around, she wasn't really focusing on the fact that like she made him look like look and, you know, at like, like brought like basically to her own tune, I guess is, is the way to put it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that's why like quickly she turned away and realized she's like, that's not what I want him to look like and turn around. Now I can get on the same board of like someone else is pulling the strings on him, not her necessarily. Like she made the deal with the devil. Um, but I, I think that there's a little, I don't think she fully brought him back to life. Um, Cause he was basically powered by the infinity stone, which is now, um, at this point, I don't even know where they're at in time, but they were um, not on Vision's timeline. Yeah, yeah, on that timeline, they were destroyed by Thanos. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm on the board that she's somehow making it seem like he's real, or someone else is is kind of controlling him, mm. or or brought him back. Hmm. Interesting. I don't, yeah. Uh, so 
the next question was another one that really messed me up. And I actually saw this on, on the internet because there are some dark corners on the internet, but sparking the dog, was he suicidal? <laughs> um, now oh, let, me, let me, cause there, there is some context for this. Uh, maybe um, we don't see many animals in uh, the hex. The only two that come to mind are the bees on the beekeeper, which were not original to the hex. They transformed, when the sword agent came through and then senior scratchy the rabbit which immediately took off out of the hat and ran away so is wanda unable to control animals or maybe she has some maddening effect on them because this dog wanted out man (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i think uh i I think agnes killed the dog if i'm being (laughs) honest i think oh no i think something happened and agnes got mad and she said that's it sparky and then uh, the kids came looking, and she's like, oh, no, sorry. He um, wasn't hungry I, for her azalea leaf bushes no, I don't, or whatever? No, I think that was all a scam. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I think she really did take care of, uh, take care of little Sparky. Yeah. Then, that, uh, so that how do you explain was... him licking an electric socket? How, look, I've had dogs all my life. Not a single one of them has ever done that. He was, he was new. He'd never been in a home. They found him outside, and, you know, that, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, but okay. how how would he have killed himself behind a bush? Well, he ate the leaves and got sick. Is that what she said? Yeah, that's what she said. Yeah. All right, I pause. Yeah. I missed that. I missed that line. <laughs> um, I still think Agnes, like the way she like creepily came above that bush and was uh-huh. like, "Here, I like I found your dead dog." Like it was no, she she did something. I don't know. I she has that look on her where she's like didn't just find a dead dog. Like she she looked like she killed him. Well, either way, R.I.P. Sparky. <laughs> well, I was going to say, too, do we think the missile killed him? Uh, at that point. Didn't they take a shot? At it that did, point. but I thought it took a shot at her and the twins, not mm. I wonder if the dog was just collateral, collateral damage. But at, the, at that point, that, did they fire the missile yet, or was that after? I think The, the dog, missile was I think, after. gets outside because yeah, so he's trying to get away <laughs> to keep, keep Greg's theory of being suicidal. Yeah. <laughs> um and then they wander outside and then that's when the drone is there um, that's okay all right which leads to the to the next point about uh somebody somebody had points of uh r- relating to to mutants dun, dun, dun. yes uh so There's... i thought wanda turning the guns on hayward was very reminiscent of her comic father <clears throat> magneto yes and if and if you look i don't job. know which I don't know what mess of a movie this was in, um, but in one of the Fox, the newer X-Men movies with Fassbender, when she kind of turns her head and does that little like wave, Mm -hmm. Fassbender does that. I think it's the Dark Phoenix. He does the same exact kind of motion where he lets go whatever control. He kind of like lets his arm off and turns his head. Well, didn't he do it in... I don't... Like when he holds up all the missiles when they're coming down on their ship? And then, I mean, like, sends I'm, him back. If I'm being honest, I feel like he does this every movie. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> but, it that's just, fair. It, but it was very, like, uh, and I watched, um, and uh, Greg, I'm like you, like, on the internet. Like, I, I, I come across something, and I saw a video where I'm like, all right, like, I'll, ch-. like, it was a very, like, quick five-second video, like, of that shot side, like, side by side. Mm-hmm. And it, it's so, it's like, was it intentional or just kind of like, a, like, kind of like an, an ode to Magneto, the fact that she is his, uh, his daughter? It could be. I don't. I. 
I don't think it's anything more than that. I think it's a cool, like, kind of... I think it's just an homage. Yeah. Especially coming with the, the entrance of, of who we'll talk about probably very shortly, um, mm. the, you know, the, the surprise character. Um, I thought it was a cool... I, it, it may just be a thing to, to kind of mess with fans because, mm. you know, our, the rabid superhero fans that are out there. But yeah. um, I, I thought that was a cool kind of, like, twist. If you watch them side by side, it is pretty neat. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I thought it was very ironic that Wanda was giving lessons on grief management to the twins. <laughs> I know. I mean, we're talking about somebody who uh, could potentially be orchestrating all of this because she can't deal with yeah. grief and trauma. And she's like, nope, don't age yourselves up. You need to experience this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, mom. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it symbols like what parents, you know, they they tell you what to do or the advice that like they tell you what to do, but they don't do. You know what I mean? So I think do it's, as I say, not as I do. Yeah, I think it's exactly what a, what a parent would say in that situation. So yeah. that's uh, it's kind of funny. Season two is just gonna be the kids making up their own hex, and it's just gonna be a never <laughs> never ending cycle. Speaking speaking of the hex, real quick, one point on the hex. I I think it's funny that they named it that. Now it makes sense because it's. Uh, hexagonal shape but Mm -hmm. also for those that are uh you know comic fans wanda's powers are referred to as hex magic in the comics like it's not Mm. just magic it's hex magic specifically so i think it's funny that they threw that in and they call this the hex yeah that's pretty cool all right what about vision so i thought it was actually i this is the first indication that vision I don't know if he realized he could do it or I, I think he kind of, and, and I forget the, um, the guy's name, Carl, the Carl who, the, at the um, office. Yeah. Norm. Yeah. The, Norm. Who was it? Norm. Norm. I'm sorry. I don't, yeah. I don't even know if there's a Carl. Um, Norm. <laughs> so how he like, I, I love that whole, like how they're starting to like look at the days of the internet, like the early internet. And he's questioned how to send an email and if he needs a stamp, but then you see like vision being able to, basically take him out of whatever trance he was in and immediately after vision takes him out it's not necessarily like a norm like like oh like like oh where am i like he's immediately like you need to help me like they she's got she's got us under all under control and then vision starts digging a little bit more into the computer so i think this is like i i don't i like how vision is they now kind of reveal that he can do this to people in westview which mm-hmm. will come up in the next episode with um, with he does it on Agnes, which um, we'll talk about when we get there. But I think it's it's really neat because and then he actually starts believing the fact that like if Juan is controlling this, like he needs to put Norm back into it, like right, like he can kind of alter the states of of the characters in Westview, which I think is is kind of neat. But you know, it, it's it leads up to the fact that the you know, the, the fight that him and Wanda have later in the house, which um, I know someone else wanted to bring that up. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Cause uh, <laughs> Wanda was just like conversation over, man. She tried putting the credits on Viz and uh, yeah. he wasn't having any of it. Um, you know, that seed has been planted and we've kind of seen it grow over the course of the episodes where he is suspicious of something. He's not sure right. what's going on, but he knows something's going on. 
and uh, she was just trying to end that conversation by I, by rolling credits. Yeah, and I didn't <laughs> put get two out of here. Two, I didn't put two and two together with the rolling of the credits like during the fight because I rewound it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, that was Wanda doing that. Like that yeah. wasn't just like <laughs> that wasn't just like Disney trying to be like like kind of clever like and add like I, I after I watched it like really quick again, I'm like, oh, like she said, like I'm not having this conversation, and I was like, oh, that's her. So I thought, yeah, that was pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty fun. All right, and then we had the big reveal, the surprise guest on the episode. Who wants to talk about that? Um, I mean, for me, it was it was interesting to see. As uh, I guess you know, you, you you hear all the rumors about you know when Disney acquired Fox, all those good things, and now they did something different with Pietro. Um, I love what I love. What, like, I feel like you can't say that name with a Pietro without like doing it in an <laughs> accent to like make it sound actually cool. Um, but it's not quite the reveal that we thought it was going to be. Um, because I, I was convinced I was like, Oh, here comes my boy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. He's here. Let's go. And, uh, no, they, uh, they brought in the, the kid from, uh, from X-Men. So I had actually read like not spoilers. Well, I guess it was spoilers, right. but like, Way back when they were filming this, I read that Evan Peters was on set and it's like, oh, well, they're going to bring in that Pietro. Awesome. But then you kind of put that in the back of the mind and you're on the hype train and all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that that kind of goes. But um, but yeah, it was really cool to see that hands. What did you think? Yeah. And I was like, I, that was the one like moment in the show, like up to this point where like I was like, oh, my, like this is insane. Like I, the fact that now we're looking at like we've always wanted to see like the x-men or mutants in the mcu and at that moment I, the initial like shock value of seeing it and you're like oh, like it's really happening like now what's next and i know i think it was before this episode had aired one of um it was elizabeth olsen who said or paul bettany one of them said that there was pretty much like a luke skywalker like cameo that was coming. Oh, yeah, that was Elizabeth. Yeah, uh, yeah, and Paul Bettany had said that like it was something where like there was an, oh the one whoever this person like there's someone who he always wanted to work with and blah blah blah, and I thought at that point I'm like I was really hyped up and I'm like I don't I hope this isn't it but I was still at the same time I'm like this is this is looking good towards like the future of where the MCU wants to go and if this is the first introduction of mutants like this is the way to do it. And it's not like a huge, I don't want to say a huge, it's not a huge reveal, but it's just like, it's done. So like they did this on a TV show. It wasn't like a movie or something. And yeah. even with Mandalorian, Disney's been, has done such a, an amazing job at keeping things under wraps. And I, and I, and I read that too, where he was in the past in like on set and he was rumored to be in it, but I, I didn't actually think it would happen. And then normally like this stuff comes out, three four weeks before like with movies people are leaking stuff on the internet like crazy so i think the fact that it didn't get out i was i was kind of impressed um i'm gonna take a hot take here and say that this is not the uh the reveal that she was talking about i think there's gonna be no i I, yeah i i after i was like they're not gonna waste a loot like he's not a luke skywalker level character level at all and he just stood at the front door like it wasn't like a big a big thing so there was another note here about Pietro. I was wondering if you could oh, expand upon. So, and on that note, um, as as hyped as I am for mutants, 
I'm very certain that he is not the Fox Quicksilver. Um, I think that, and we'll see as we jump into episode six, there's a little more at play. He never mentions, like, he never, I I feel like if he was, the the way his character is in the X-Men universe, I feel like he's not playing the same character. I feel like he's playing, like, kind of like a more mischievous kind of role. Mm -hmm. And he's another one who knows of a lot more than Wanda might not even know about what's happening. Cause he's mm-hmm. asking a lot of questions. He's like, he, he kind of digs into the point where he's like saying like, like, you know, why don't you have an accent? Like he's asking questions and he's like making it like making Wanda seem like she's controlling it. But at the same time, I think he's working for someone a little higher that, you know, is I don't know, pulling the string. Okay. Yeah, so we'll we'll get into that stuff with the yeah. next episode. But you're right, Pietro, uh, or Peter, as I think he was in in the X Men universe, uh, definitely acting a little sus. I I um, think Disney Disney did that and said, watch watch the internet reaction to this, and then like they're gonna make it seem like that like that that the, the X Men are coming, and they're just they I, I I'm fully confident they were they said that like we're gonna just completely mess with a whole fan base. In just in, in four seconds. All well, right. So that's the end of episode five. And that leads yeah. us to the current episode, episode six, all new Halloween spooktacular. Um, what kind of sitcom vibes just, are we getting from this one here? I could just, I could just picture it like an all new Halloween spooktacular. <laughs> like just the advertising. You can see the commercials. The yeah. I could just see it. And like, you know, but definitely uh, mouth in the middle, heavy vibes on this one. Oh, for sure. Um, especially with the kids, like, you know, panning to them and having them talk with it. Uh, really excited to see for the last three episodes, you know, when we get into the 2000s and, you know, the 2010s, you know, and seeing what they do with that or, you know, up to date. Uh, but yeah, heavy, heavy, heavy Malcolm in the Middle vibes. Uh, really enjoyable. Really brings you back. I mean, especially, I mean, what I would say for, you know, people our age, you know, uh, in your early 30s, uh, you know, with with watching that show or, you know, having it on or having, you know, a, a family member who would put that show on on Sunday night on Fox. So, man, that was a good show. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. So we get we fast forward a little bit and we get to the um, uh, the Halloween uh I guess bash or bash or, or yeah, or whatever you want to call or it. Whatever, yeah. What the, it was something in the town. What did Agnes call it? The town something, uh, town square scare. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so Pietro and uh, and Wanda are talking, and Pietro is seemingly aware of what is going on with the situation. Chris, you alluded to this earlier. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, and I, I think he he had said, and going back to the whole like why he thinks that he seemingly knows a little more. Um, you look at like the trick or treat scene, like when he says, <clears throat> excuse me, when they went to the one house and they got the fish and he said something like, blah, blah, blah. Remember we got this, whatever, whatever. And one is she like looked at him like, I don't remember it that way. And then as we go into the, like the episode, um, Pietro um, keeps saying these little things. He's like, well, what do you remember? Like, what, what do you like? You're the, you, you basically summoned me to come here. Like, mm-hmm. and Wanda didn't really made it seem like she didn't really know why he was there 
to begin with. Like she said, the he said the last he's like, I got shot for no reason, which I mean, you did get shot for a reason because you were trying to stop Ultron. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like, I, I, I think that he, like, she wasn't there to see him die. So she can't really remember the experience. So I think that he's kind of made it seem like, you know, he's rewriting the Quicksilver that we know in the MCU to make it like more like make Wanda make it seem like he died for nothing almost. Mm-hmm. Harry, what's your take on this? Yeah. I mean, I think he's seemingly aware of the situation. Cause I think at the end of episode five, like when Pietro shows up, if you, when they cut to the scenes with uh, Darcy, you can hear the horn or the alarm going off. That was very similar to when Wanda came out and when, um, when Rambo came out. So I wonder if something went in at that time and that's why the alarm went off or it could just be, you know, a coincidence there, but I think there's something and, you know, it it would kind of explain how his character changed when he went into uh, the hex. Um, So I think that's partially why he's aware is because I think he went in there, but then again, it doesn't answer the question of like, well, what, you know, in what form is he, is he like vision where he's dead and he's in there and now he's a, you know, a new character or something similar to that. So that's an interesting uh, point there to me, at least. I think Pietro is not Pietro and I'm going to leave it at that until we get to later on. (laughs) Um, Interesting note here. First time we see other kids and you know, talking about Pietro kind of being aware of the situation he mentions that he's like, Oh, what'd you do with the kids? You just have them sleeping until holiday episode, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, and then we had a nice little nod to uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. I, I thought it was just funny. I mean, it, it could just be coincidence, but I feel like nothing on this show or what they do is gotta be intentional. It's like, you know, uh, I think uh, Pietro says it and then Wanda says it and they're like kick ass. And it's like, yeah, like that's where, you know, your brother from, he was in kick ass as well. So yes. that's what I at least said to my wife while we were watching, and she just went, "Huh?" And I said, yeah, "Never mind." Same, I did. I did the same thing. I like laughed. I was like, "Ha, that's pretty cool." They did that, and Catherine's like, "What?" And that was, and I explained it. She's like, "Uh huh." <laughs> that was the moment, huh? <laughs> no, that wasn't. No, I even oh, skipped, that I skipped talking about. It. No, that was just more along the lines. I was like, "Uh huh, that's clever." So I tried to explain it. She's like, "Oh, all right." Um. So also this is I actually I have this is the second time but I believe it's actually the third time that Wanda claims not to know how she did this like Pietro was grilling her in the uh the town square and uh he was like how did you even do this like I'm not your you know yeah. I'm not your husband I'm your brother like you can tell me um, yeah. and she's like I don't know uh so that's kind of interesting are we buying that No Well no, I the she fact does that know. she doesn't know I feel yeah. like she knows I, – I feel like she she knows, I guess – I don't want to say like she knows the consequence of whatever is happening, but she doesn't mm-hmm. know exactly how – like I, I believe that she doesn't know how it all started. Um, she just yeah. knows that she's here and she, she's doing it. She knows that she can control it. Yeah. Or what do yeah, you I think? Mean, I think? I think there's – I think there's some accuracy to her claims. I think she – doesn't know exactly how this and I think this will get you know revealed in you know an episode because I feel as though at some point we didn't get to see 
the full capacity of how Wanda stole vision, how Wanda put vision back together. Um, and there's, there's points there for me where I think there's stuff that either she is choosing not to remember or decided not to remember, but it's, it's gonna, I think it's going to come up in the next couple episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think she's being genuine that she doesn't know how she did this, but it's, it's interesting because I mean, she clearly went and stole vision's body and that yeah. took place immediately before this. So she, she had to have done that on her own. Um, but then not knowing how she got into this situation, it's like, Oh yeah, I went and stole a body. And then all of a sudden I'm here. I don't know. Like yeah. it just, it seems kind of well, strange. I mean, Ultron did used to have control of, of them without them kind of fully realizing uh, what exactly they were doing. So could yeah, be some that's Ultron true. hits there or could be Loki's got his scepter back and he's controlling them like Hawkeye and uh, the scientists and Avengers. I'm just throwing out crazy <laughs> theories now, but could be. We don't know. Could be. Uh, and then we also get Pietro referencing Vision's second death because, um, mm. you know, he's he's aware that Vision did die the first time. And he's like, oh, well, it's not like your dead husband can die again. Uh, so that's kind of interesting. <laughs> really struck a chord there. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. The way to be uh, empathetic. No filter. <laughs> yeah. But I did, uh, speaking of Vision's second death, I um, there were two notes I had on it. One, I thought it was, uh, well, almost death, I should say. I thought it was really cool effects-wise how they did it, and they were stripping him away, and you could see the wires and, and all of that stuff underneath, um, which was kind of what we saw uh, in Infinity War when Shuri was piecing him back together, uh, yeah. or, or trying to um, remove the Infinity Stone, I should say. Uh, and then the other thing too, um, which was interesting, is when he is laying down as he's, I guess, passed out from the pain or whatever. It's in the exact same pose that Pietro was in after he had been mm. gunned down in Avengers: Age of Ultron. So I don't know if that was just an homage uh, or if there's any type of significance to it, but um, I thought, yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool tie in there. Uh, do you guys have any thoughts on that scene? Poor Paul yes, Bettany. Like his his character has died three times in the MCU. Like once as Jarvis, <laughs> then they kill him twice as Vision. Like this poor guy. Like um, almost twice. He didn't almost. quite die. Okay. He's getting he's getting those checks. I'm sure yeah. he's fine. Yes. That's probably why he realized they're like they killed Jarvis off. He's probably like, ah, oh, I'm all right. I'm. I'm yes, those checks aren't coming. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, <laughs> he gets those residuals probably. Um, I thought it was really cool. Now this is where I, <clears throat> I don't think Vision is fully alive because I don't think he can live. He can't live outside of the hex. So mm-hmm. I think that was basically when he was getting sucked back in. Like that was basically his 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 only form of living. So mm-hmm. and and you know the soldiers didn't really care because they were. I and I think it's revealed here that Hayward was after Vision's body for weapons purposes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I didn't even catch that. Like the, the, his, that his like position was similar to Quicksilver's, which is cool. Um, but I, I, I think that it actually, like we got a little more to vision. Like I loved him in this whole episode of how he was like trying to figure it out. And he, and the fact that he knew that like something wasn't right leaving Westview. And um, I think that he, the fact that he didn't like, he thought he, in his mind, he was still alive enough to he didn't even think that leaving would kill him 
which I think was 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 pretty cool. Um, but yeah, it, it, the whole scene was done really well. Like how he was screaming, "The people need help," and basically the soldiers, like didn't they or sword, basically seemed like they didn't really care. Yeah, um, which was cool. Um, yeah, you know that that scene again where he's he's screaming, "The people need help." Like at first you think he's just saying "help," and you think he's talking about himself, but it's no, he's talking about the people. Yeah. The people need help. Right. So yeah, that yeah. was pretty cool. All right, and then we have the hex expanding. Any thoughts on that? How far um, is this going to go? Did it stop? I mean, it seemed to look like it stopped, right? Yeah, I think I, I think the last shot they made it seem like he would that. Um, I think it was Hayward driving. They made it seem like it kind of positioned and they were gaining some ground on it. Um, I, I, my personal opinion, the fact that they showed that that happening is going to just basically open up floodgates in the event that we're either going to get like a much bigger expansion or like uh, the fact that she, you know, something's going to happen to the point where it's that hex is probably going to go a lot farther than anyone really wants it to go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it starts out as a, uh, a tiny local problem and you know, this could quickly expand into something yeah, yeah. even larger. I think it means the next episode where we're watching an episode that takes place uh, at a circus. So <laughs> yeah, with all their vehicles like change. So I weird. thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, just to see kind of what happens with that, but I wouldn't be surprised if the next episode, uh, you know, for the two thousands takes place at a circus or something like that. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah. All right. And then who posed this last question here? Um, I did, but the one thing I do want to bring up, um, and you know what? I'll save that for um, another point I'm going to make a little later. Um, okay. Who is Monica's engineer contact? Mm. That's mm. the question on everybody's mind very, right now, right? It's very. Is it? I didn't really think about it. <laughs> it's 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 been brought up multiple times that she has an engineer con as a um, a, 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 what? Geez, what kind a of engineer? And an aerospace, engineer. aerospace, aerospace. Yeah, an aerospace engineer friend who by name has not been revealed yet. It's very interesting as how, like, have we seen this person yet in the MCU, which I don't think we've met anyone who's an aerospace engineer. Mm -hmm. Are they going to make a big reveal or are, is it just going to be like some guy named like Steve? Like like Steve. All right. Well, the suspense is killing us hands for Harry's sake. Tell us who you think. My theory is based on a long, long, many years of speculation of who's entering the MCU, mm-hmm. which is, as I brought up earlier, Jesus Christ, <laughs> we are going to see next week or the week after John Krasinski after. enter the MCU as Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards <laughs> Wait, there's going to be two John. There's going to be two Jim Halperts on this show. Yeah. Uh, yeah (laughs) yeah my my theory and and i know he met with marvel on multiple projects i didn't know that i'm sorry he did this was like he was he was this the runner-up for captain america yes before before they picked evans um i think i I, and i could be completely wrong but i think that the way they mentioned what my point earlier how they mentioned the space program we're either going to get john krasinski or someone who we don't know who's going to be cast as um, Dr. Doom. Okay. Well, then, okay. So, for, because I don't think you mentioned it, for Harry's sake, uh, who would John Krasinski be playing? 
He would be playing Mr. Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. Reed Richards. Okay. Yeah. 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 Reed Richards. So I, Hi, I th- my name's Reed. Reed Richards. <laughs> and and the way that I think the sure, next, pal. <laughs> the next episode I think or one of the next two is gonna be formatted in that like um like office modern family style documentary. Mm-hmm. What ah. better way what better way to introduce John Krasinski than the format that made his career? Oh uh, see, I didn't even think about that. That would kind of be too perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. So, uh Harry, what are your thoughts? You think this could possibly be John Krasinski's entry point? Listen, I'm I'm a guy who enjoys watching the first trailer and then not knowing exactly what's going to happen in the movie. I like reading as little as possible. So if that does happen, that's really cool. Sorry. But I'm going to hope. No, it's fine. I don't care. I mean, what are we going to do? Not talk about it? I mean, people the people want to hear it. So um, I will be more thrilled if it's different. But that is pretty cool or exciting if that is the case uh, with that. Okay. Yeah. Personally, thoughts. Um, I, it is true that Reed Richards is an aerospace engineer. I don't think it's going to be Reed Richards. I, as much as everybody wants it, I think Marvel knows that. And I think that they're, they're doing this to swerve us. Play. Uh, yeah. Now, Interestingly, I was actually reading an article earlier today and um, these guys, I think it was IndieWire, I'm not sure, um, but whoever it was uh, said they think it's actually going to be a character named the Blue Marvel. She's a romantic interest for um, Monica Rambeau, or he's a romantic interest for Monica Rambeau and um, obviously a superhero with powers and stuff. He's not an aerospace engineer in the comics, but that's something that they could easily retcon. I'm not saying it is going to be the Blue Marvel. I'm just saying I don't think it's going to be Reed Richards as much as I would love that and as much as I would love to see John Krasinski playing him. (laughs) If they go the Victor Von Doom route, which I didn't even think about, Hands, you silly, silly man, that would be amazing too. Um, (laughs) But it it doesn't seem like he would be somebody that, that... Monica Rambo would be working with or working yeah. for. I, I I think that uh, I hope I'm right. I, I if I, if I'm not like if if he if Krasinski doesn't come into the MCU like this with this with WandaVision, I'm mm-hmm. not going to be upset. Like I I enjoy being surprised, but I think that I think I think you're right. Disney has a way of teasing people like yeah. with a lot like, and this might be their way of saying like, you know what? Guess what? Here it comes, and then. Steve comes in and just a regular guy. But that said, I mean, all bets are off after Luke Skywalker because nobody thought be, yeah. that was happening, and boom. It's going to be yeah. Jorge Garcia from Lost. It's gonna be like <laughs> uh, so that's it as what far as episode six goes. We've uh, lined them all up and knocked them all down. Uh, so let's talk about what's next. What do we think is next? Uh, um, more into how Wanda stole Vision? Yeah, like I, I keep going back to this. I feel like we're gonna get some more because it just has that security cam footage where she like busts down the doors. Doesn't feel very much like Wanda to me. Mm. Um, that's why I think there's something else at play. There's another character play uh, who helped her steal Vision, and the footage cuts out. And whenever they don't show you something, that means that something happened. So I think we'll get you know some flashback into you know when Wanda understands better how you know how this came to be. Um, we referenced it earlier. I think for me, another question is, is like, who is Ralph? Where is Ralph? How come we never see Ralph? Is Ralph like this creation from Agnes for this Agnes's husband? Um, we've obviously already established that Agnes is a weird character. 
Um, so I'm sure that'll probably come up as something. Um, and then I guess another question I have, sorry, I'm throwing all these questions at you guys is how did their kids come around? Like I know she birthed the kids, but if we, you know, obviously we, uh, we like to keep it, you know, pretty PG here. How did, how does this all work? You know, how did these kids come to be? And that's where I, like I mentioned earlier, I think she made a deal with the devil to like, you know, Hey, I want the, I want the husband. I want vision. I want the kids. I want the white picket fence, you know? All right. Well, if you want this world, this is what has to happen. So Mm. um, yeah, I think those are some things that will be interesting to see. Okay. Uh, And then what do we think about the commercials? So the first one uh, was the Stark Industries toaster. And um, there was a blinking red dot on the toaster. Now this one, I did actually see, um, like an Easter egg video for, and they said that this represented vision because if you Mm. look at the toaster, it looks like it has two eyes and a mouth. And then there's the blinking light as the infinity stone. Mm. Um, So it looks like a robot face. Basically it is. I think it's the only color we see in that episode as well. Cause that's the first episode with it. Um, And then in episode two, we have that clicking noise kind of again for the Hydra watch, which, Mm. you know, you have Stark industries, Hydra watch, um, you know, my big well, the, question, was, sorry. The, so the watch, the watch was a Strucker watch and Strucker Whatever is the means. guy that gave, well, Strucker is the guy that gave, uh, Wanda and Pietro their powers with the mind stone. Uh, that makes sense. Forgot yeah. about that. Um, but for me, like, I wonder like, what are, who are these commercials for? Like, obviously they're showing to us and they're showing them to, you know, the FBI and the people who are covering it, but it's like, is there any hidden meeting behind like them just being like, Oh, like, yeah, this is the person who gave them their powers, stuff like that. Like I'm interested in the commercials. Like if there's something more there, if it's bigger. So go ahead, Greg, I look at your. Oh no, I was just going to say, are you asking if, if those commercials are for us, the viewer or for the people watching WandaVision? I just mean, I guess I just mean like, what's the point of them? Do you know what I mean? Like I know all shows have commercials and stuff like that. Um, you know, and the next one's another Hydra, it's like Hydra soak or something for the third episode commercial. Um, and then the fifth episode, there's the Lagos paper towels. When you make a mess, you don't mean to. And it's like, that's the reference to civil war when Wanda destroys kind of the building as they're chasing around. Um, who was the villain they were chasing around? Well, the guy with the crossbones. Thank you. Um, so I just like, what are these commercials hinting at? What are they getting at? Are they just referencing? Is it something like, you know, I don't even know what to call it, but it's just, it seems a bit odd to me. Hans, what do you think? So, and I, um, one thing I noticed, and I think it clicked with the civil war reference. I think it, um, they're kind of going through Wanda's memories or her like kind of trauma, because if I remember correctly in age of Ultron, which we've referenced more than I think I've ever referenced in my life in this show. (laughs) Um, when, when Wanda's telling the story about her backstory about, um, being under rubble and a missile comes, does she say that the missile came and it was blinking and she was just waiting for it to go off? I don't remember if she said it was blinking. But she said I, that there I, was like something was happening and she was just waiting for it to go off. Yeah, her and Pietro were there for days waiting for it to explode. Yeah, yeah I don't know if they said it was like a red light or something. So, and and I think like, you know, when yeah, it Strucker, was a Stark missile, I believe. Yeah, it was yes, a Stark missile. Yeah. And then like Strucker, you know, the one who, gave, who caused her to have, have powers and then the Civil War. Um, the Hydra Soak, I, I wasn't too, I, I didn't, I don't think I, I might have missed that one. 
but then the the paper towels lagos is where she you know blew up the building and everything so i think it's yeah. her trauma mm-hmm. um but that's that's kind of where i i would think so and i'm glad you say that because the very last episode or yeah the last episode episode six had one for yo magic uh, a yogurt and at the end of the episode um they say it's the snack for survivors the the shark yeah. says that and what i take away from that is wanda is using her magic to survive her trauma and and grief you know whether it's intentional or unintentional whatever um yo magic yeah. your magic you know that's yeah. that's what i take away from that there wasn't too much hidden meaning for that for me yeah I mean, when you put them all together like that, and I think the way we did, I mean, I think it just makes more sense to reference certain things. I don't know. I guess I just thought it would hopefully be a bigger picture thing, like, you know, but probably not. Well, to be honest, yeah. I mean, I hadn't given it much thought, but it's like you said, yeah, lining them all up like this and talking about it. I think yeah. Hans is right on the money where this is coming from Wanda, mm-hmm. um, you know, to the viewers. Uh, longer episodes. What do we think? Um, I did read that, and this was has not been confirmed. I think that they said people did like nerds on the internet did math because they said like it was suppo- yeah, it was yeah. supposed to be like six six hours or something. So then they like went through what we already have, and they're like, because I guess the create whoever created it wasn't it might have been Feige said it's gonna be like six hour show. So someone's like, oh well, blah blah blah. This many hours went by, and you know, three episodes left. So I think they they made it seem like there were going to be like maybe like 40, 45 minute episodes, which would be cool for the final three. I think that that since no one really actually confirmed it, I'm not going to buy it. I think the last episode is going to be closer to an hour, Mm -hmm. but that might be the only extended episode we get. They're not all 20 minutes either. Like there have been some that are 35, 45 minutes. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I hope they're. I hope they dive in a little bit deeper, you know, especially, I mean, when we get to these final three, like if there's more, you know, questions and answers, because I mean, who knows if we'll get a second season or, you know, a a second iteration of what this could be. So um, that'd be pretty cool. All right. So we're almost finished everything. What we're going to do now is we're each going to give our hottest take for the remainder of the season. Spicy. Uh, Yeah. Let's get spicy. So hair, what do you got, buddy? Yeah, listen, I mean, as, a, as, as I've mentioned, as a non-comic book reader, I think, I mean, just with the introduction of the new Pietro, I think someone else is helping Wanda. I've been pretty sure of that since, you know, even though they tried to convince us that it's all Wanda, somebody else is helping her. I think it's another X-Men character. We referenced earlier, Magneto is her father in the comics, which would be a pretty big kind of Luke-esque appearance for me if we do get some you know michael fassbender because i love michael fassbender and he's the best part of the new x-men movies um so that would be something for me i hope it's that character i mean we'll see but i think it probably could be something in that realm because you know she is a mutant blah 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 we can now use that word uh with disney and all that good stuff okay good stuff that is pretty spicy hands how about yourself um, I'm going to go with, I had two and I'm like kind of going back and forth because I just thought of one that as we were talking in the episode. So I, I'm, I'm kind of going to go a little bit with Harry's in terms of um, we're going to get that like kind of big reveal is going to be an X-Men. Um, I like that, but I, I, the more I lean towards it, I'm going to go with Agatha or Ag- uh, Agnes mm-hmm. is actually pulling the strings in the hex as Agatha Harkness, who is in the comics, a witch 
who, and if I remember correctly, helps train Wanda mm-hmm. um, to some point, but eventually becomes like, she's ultimately like a villain um, in the comics. So I think she's somehow, um, I think we got a lot of hints towards it, especially in the um, Malcolm in the middle episode, the Halloween episode um, in, in the opening credits, you see she's wearing pants on the, her butt to say naughty. I think that's one. If you didn't catch that, um, when she's in the car, um, I think that we're looking at like when Vision talk talks to her, she's not. Everyone else in the town is under like a spell where they're not talking; they're just like not moving. But she somehow is like interacting with Vision before he like snaps her out of whatever mm-hmm. like trance she might have been in. So I think she is basically is. I think and everyone's alluded to this that Agnes Agatha Harkness. I think she's going to be revealed and, and basically be like a big player um, going into the end of the end of the season. Nice. That is spicy as well. Uh, so my hot take, I originally had something totally different. I originally had that Wanda is doing this all on her own. Uh, and then I changed Ooh. it, but, but um, I will say if they went that route, which I don't think they will, I think evidence is mounting contrary to that but if they went that route i would be a hundred percent all in all for it because i think that breaks the oh she's a superhero mold i mean there's been some history leading up to this where she makes big mistakes and to see her go through that and this is the way that she's processing and dealing with her grief and trauma and she's ultimately someone that needs to be put in check um i think that would be a really cool move but that's not the way, that's not my hot take. I don't think that's going to happen uh, upon re-examining everything. My hot take is that Mephisto manipulated or is manipulating Wanda. Now, Hare, do you know anything about Mephisto? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Let me let me drop some knowledge on you, my friend. Uh, Mephisto do. is Mephisto is basically Marvel's version of the devil, or he's a devil. Um, there's also a character called the one below all, which might actually be Satan, but uh, he Mephisto is an extra dimensional character who rules over a hell dimension. He is nigh omnipotent, especially when he's in his dimension, although his powers diminish a little bit when he goes into our dimension or other dimensions. Um, this guy is a Thanos level threat. And I think, uh, you know, considering that he is considered, a devil, if not the devil, uh, and all of the things that we've seen and heard leading up to this, he is manipulating Wanda. Also interesting, in the comics, um, he part of his essence is used to make the children, uh, unknowingly on his, on his part, but he eventually reabsorbs them, and um, that's what drives Wanda insane. Uh, Agna, Agatha Harkness actually has to help her deal with the trauma and the grief and all that stuff. Hmm. So there's some history and some precedent in the comics for this. I didn't think originally that they would um, bring in Mephisto, but man, Feige's just crazy enough to do it. <laughs> I think, you know, if anybody was going to take that chance and know that fans would love it and bring in that level of a threat, um, I think this is the, the, the place for it, and I think it could absolutely be the time for it. So, I don't know. That's my take. What do you guys think about Mephisto? Um, I, I am on board with that I, 100%. I think that we're getting Evan Peters as, as 
Mephisto, as I was kind of alluding to earlier, yes. where he's yes. not. I think that we're we're kind of throwing us through a loop now. I think that how I think the way that that we're not going to get a WandaVision season two. I I'm almost hundred yeah. percent confident. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other reason I think Mephisto is is they're introducing him as kind of the next big bad for going forward in the MCU is Doctor Strange two in the Multiverse of Madness and Spider Man three whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, and Greg kind of and. I'm, I apologize, Harry. You're going to be a little silent here. In the comics, um, leading up to the House of M, is that what is that what Mephisto kind of leads into the House of M series? Or so is it the other Me- way? Because I'm reading it Mephi- now, so I wasn't... No, yeah. Mephisto doesn't have much to do with House of M other okay. than he reabsorbs the kids back in the 80s. Um, gotcha, in, okay. All right. In real time. But right. Agatha Harkness helps... Uh, Wanda suppress that memory as well as the rest of the Avengers okay. when Wanda mm-hmm. finds out about it in the present day she goes nuts and that leads to House of M which is where I think we're not getting a WandaVision season 2 I think the next season is going to be we're going to get like some kind of post credit scene or however leading up yeah, to it and then and you're going to get <laughs> you're going to see like kind of like it's a Scarlet Witch or something because they don't even they don't call her Scarlet Witch but they actually reference it earlier in the series where they say she doesn't go by any code names or anything like so i think yeah i think they're going to say like scarlet witch will will return in house of m so the Mm. season two of wandavision will lead into house of m ah okay and hair just to drop a little more comic knowledge on you pal house nerd talk (laughs) house of m is a uh um, a crossover event that occurred in the comics where yeah. Wanda basically her powers are out of control and she creates an alternate reality that um, only Wolverine initially remembers the original reality but in, in the new reality Magneto is in control over mutants mutants overpopulate and uh, um, outnumber humans yeah. so like basically it's an ideal world for mutants Um this was created at Pietro's behest because Magneto was willing to kill Scarlet Witch because her powers were out of control uh, in, in the real reality. Wolverine gets a group of people together and they decide to go for an all-out attack. Wanda eventually remembers that, hey, I'm manipulating all of this. And she utters three magic words which forever change the landscape of the Marvel Universe. No more mutants. And that decimates the population of mutants in the world from millions to 198 um, with no more mutants being born either. Yeah. So it's a very interesting thing. And if, if WandaVision does lead to a House of M series, psh, mind blown. I'm getting goosebumps right now, boys. And, and I'm going to bounce. I, Howard, go ahead. I, I want to bounce no, if you're like, only- go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. The only thing I was going to say is shout out, shout out to our friend, Tim. He, uh, he was, he was over. <laughs> You know, he just uh, got way excited, and we he was he was telling me about it. So, um, but yeah, this is this has been inspiring talk about uh, <laughs> comics. I appreciate it. I'm gonna I, go take a nap. You guys just wait <laughs> when you guys are done. Harry, and I think when you said that you're gonna get like we're gonna get that Luke Skywalker moment with Magneto, yeah. Um, I I I hope that happens only because I want it to lead to a House of M series. Mm. Um. But I, I mean, I might not directly lead to that, but I think that would be yeah. kind of cool of how they do it. Um, and my last note of today is, if that happens, I'm fully supporting recasting him 
for Michael Shannon. Oh, oh, wow. I could see that. I like Michael Shannon, so that's a, <laughs> I'm, but I love Fastbender, so I'm not going to. Yeah. Hot that take. Is, I like that is that is my that is my hot take. Good stuff. It, go ahead. No, I got say? nothing. Okay. <laughs> well, that is the end of our supersized episode of WandaVision, episodes one through six. Thank you guys so much for hanging in there with us, discussing everything Absolutely. from our thoughts and uh, and perspectives and observations, all that good stuff, and our, of course our hot takes. Um, so like, follow, share, subscribe, comment, all of that good stuff. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, Harry, anything left for the peeps? Yeah. Listen, uh, I mean, this won't be the last time we're gonna we're gonna discuss Wandavision. So so be on the lookout for a future episode. Nice and hands. Anything for the uh, the peeps out there? Uh, not much. Uh, looking forward to more Wandavision talk. So we'll talk about it in a couple weeks. Follow me on the Twitter at philatp. Trust the process. Is there an underscore on there? Is there an underscore? There is not. All right. Okay. Good. Gotta get those. <laughs> you heard the man. Give him a follow. Show him some love. Beyond get that, to, we'll get be me back. to 100 followers, please. <laughs> Let's make it happen, guys. Uh, beyond that, everybody have a great uh, week. Enjoy WandaVision. We'll see you back in two weeks. And until then, live spicy. Spicy.